Are we rolling on this thing? We're rolling. Okay. Well, I have to pay off a conversation we had that was not a public conversation previously. We were looking at some crystals and we were looking at some intention in the crystals. Sorry to kick right off with this, but this is where the energies are today. And we asked the crystals about going to see the Grinch because I think I was going that night to go see the Grinch Broadway performance. And I asked the crystals, am I going to have a good time at the Grinch? And it was, it gave me a pretty definitive no. Mm -hmm. And I got to follow that up with the the crystals were correct. Here's what happened. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to take the embarrassment of this story because my lovely partner in Christ, AJ will not like that. I am bringing this up at all, but I have to bring it up because it kicks off this episode and lets you know where my brain has been for the past two weeks. Cause it's been a second, Peter. Mm -hmm. We go to the Grinch. Uh, we are midway through this fantastic Broadway performance. We are having what many would determine to be a great time. But the group next to us, which is five or six different children of various ages, between the ages of about one years old and 14 to 15 years old, are very loud. Very loud. Not like we're having fun at the play loud, but like we're doing other things while we're here. How dare the Grinch be interrupting what we're doing? Either way, I decide at a certain point after having a conversation with them about, you know, etiquette in a theater that I'm going to just go say, look, Usher, can you just say something to him? Can we just... And as soon as I stand up taking this on, as soon as I stand up to go talk to this Usher with my pride in my hand... I'm also remembering what you were wearing that day, and this is perfect. All the lights in the theater. I'm wearing a leopard print cheetah sweater. It was a mess. And I'm wearing Chelsea boots at this point. Just, I mean, I would use slur words here if it was allowed to discuss discuss myself. As I stand up, all of the lights in the theater come on, and the Grinch says, everybody scream. And I realize then I'm a 31-year-old man at the Grinch Broadway (laughs) And the kids are allowed to be loud at the performance. It wasn't that I didn't have fun necessarily. It was that I had to go in there to learn a lesson about myself, which was, it's a kid's play. This isn't Les Miserables, right. okay? This is, there's not even, they're not even running a an intermission on this thing, an intermezzo, if you will. There's no live orchestra. They're all running to MP3. It, I, I'm sorry to the friends and family that attended the Grinch, that had to see the large man in the cheetah sweater and Chelsea boots uh, have a panic attack while mad that the children are enjoying themselves. I am possibly the Grinch. It's possible. And there's a real uh, fable around that, but it is not a rock and roll fable. Rock and roll fables, they are our presenting sponsor this week, and we are excited to let you know that they are covering the things you care about on their own way with their own voice at r Fables on Twitter or at rockandrollfables.com. Or is it rockandrollfable.com? I don't want to fuck this up, Peter. I believe it's rock and roll fables. Fables? Like plurals? Yes, we're going to double check. You know, I'm a person who I like to listen to the album. I like to watch the movie. I like to watch the show and then take it in for myself. And then I like to go in and see what other people think because it gives you a better, a better idea of what's going on. It gives you a better thought of how things are going and it gives you new ideas to take in that information from a different perspective. There's magic to that at rnrfables.com. Yeah. 
Yes. Rock and Roll Fables. Rockandrollfables.com. R&R Fables at Twitter. Lucy is not happy with my ad read here. Rockandrollfables.com. R&R Fables on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much. Now, Peter, before I even get into the wrestling portion of this show, which, I mean, historic news, Bussy did conquer. And we'll talk about the astrological significance of when and where this took place, why and how this took place. Because I'm starting to believe that the Ukrainian Cultural Center has uh, a bit of importance for Effie in the air there. I think there's something about this building and this space that I was in. Can you quickly check something for me? Did of course. you get anything on a sink on the Prince thing? Because I've been like off, and I think I got one for that, but I want to make sure for you the didn't Prince get one. thing. Yeah, was I, that a let's, miss? I think I think we let's talk through it, and you see what you feel. Okay. Because I think it was there anyway, and okay. I think you'll feel it, and I think I know what it's alluding to, but I'm mad that that's the portion that came out. So before we even get there uh, and get to that full moon and that astrological wang bang, if you will, we're going to talk about going to Mexico. Because, Peter, I went to Mexico, and I had all intention of recording with you last week, but did not. Because in the middle of this chaos, I, in my mind, I go, well, let's add more chaos. Yeah. But then I kind of think... No, this isn't going to put forward anything good. And now I think we're here at the right time. Uh, Mexico, I think, for a lot of people, represents a ton of different stuff. For me, culturally, I've always wanted to work in Mexico uh, amongst the luchadors. I've had more time this year to work with star stars of uh, Mexican descent, like Psycho Clown, like Sadika. And I'm going to put intention forward to learn better Spanish in the next year because it's going to help me out a lot all over the place. But going to Mexico, I was going for a wedding. So I was going for very civilian things. And uh, I was going to Mexico to Cozumel, which is like kind of Mexico, but it's also like it's an island on a peninsula area where it's kind of in its own place. And I didn't even, we didn't even fly into Cancun into Cozumel. We flew directly into Cozumel, which was a fucking disaster. I got to say... I've had such good travel luck this year to the point where I've had people open doors for me for flights that were already closed. I've had delays work out in the end. I've made it to every show. But when it comes to my personal travel now, where I'm like taking this little vacation with my, with my hubby partner, uh, all bets are off. We get on the runway in Atlanta to take a little shooter plane up to Charlotte because Charlotte to... Cozumel is somehow a direct flight. Charlotte, North Carolina to Cozumel. Shout out to Ricky Morton, who says they have the best sushi in the world. I don't know how much sushi he's had. We get to the Charlotte airport late because there's fog on the runway. They cannot take off. And I thought for all this time that on the runway, you could you could take off because you can kind of just see the radars, right? You can kind of just see everything. Now, what, what is this look, Peter? Nothing, nothing so to do with the fog. Unrelated. Okay. I had a sink pop in my head, and it connected like five different things. And unfortunately, it happened right here. Well, the baby, the fog was clearing, but it did not when we got to Charlotte. We missed our flight to Cozumel. The next flight was literally the next day, and they were like, "Well, here were the options that we were given." Which I like when I'm dealing with crazy airport travel. I sort of like laugh at it. That's not what my lovely partner does. And unfortunately, after this trip, I had to reflect and go, we've got to do a little training before we win the amazing race, before we sign up for this. There were a few things we are not uh, in full sync on with traveling. But we waited on the phone for three hours. We waited in line to get this flight figured out. And 
For some reason, they flew us to Miami under the promise that we would have a hotel there paid for. We did not. So we ended up Saturday night in Miami, Florida, in the middle of when we're supposed to already be in Cozumel, which this sounds like the most first world problems of anybody's life. I'm over here going, you know what? It's still my vacation. We're going to make the best of it. I got a beautiful hotel near the casino. I didn't really tell him it was near the casino, but I knew, and he found out. So we went out. We did devilish things like we bought vaporizers and he was like don't do this and i was like we're doing it we're buying vapes i bought vapes i bought a, De- a delta eight cartridge because i didn't have anything else with me <laughs> which is just it's a sad thing to do to smoke delta eight don't do it people it can't be good for you right I, um, I don't know. I just, I have a few friends who found that weed was it. like, they, they were, they had that thing happen where they smoked weed for a really long time, had a panic attack and then just could never go back to it. Okay. And Delta eight is fulfilling something for them that I don't want to hate on too much though. I do scratch my head a little bit when I see that and I see people like rolling up joints of CBD yeah, or rolling up the Delta Eight flower. I don't know. We're not gonna we're not gonna dog you for smoking Delta Eight here if that's your thing. But it does feel like sort of the Tonka trucks of of construction. You know what I mean? Like it's the tab. You can pick up dirt with it, but I don't know. I don't know if it's enough to count. Um, either way, we're having the time of our life. I take my lovely AJ out to the casino. Now he does not know how often I find myself in casinos. And people are going to get the wrong idea. I don't spend a lot of money in casinos. Like I usually go into a casino with like a hundred dollar limit. And if I get up a little bit, I get up and I get out of there. This casino, I gave us each $20 and we played slots. It was such a sad casino with just like a weird food cart inside. And as soon as we were done, we Ubered back to the hotel because we walked the first time. He did not like walking in Miami. I get it. I'm used to all kinds of urban walking, uh, the walking areas around Miami and LAX are very similar, and we'll get to that because we did a lot of walking at LAX that we wouldn't have done in Miami just because I, my lovely partner, let him be the flower he is. If we need to Uber a $4 Uber and I tip more than the Uber actually costs, we're going to do it just to cross these highways. We lost all our money at the casino. We had a very good time. I explained the game of Hialai to him, which is very popular in Miami. Are you familiar with Hialai? It's the where they throw the ball really, yeah, really fast. Really like, fast. People die from it. Oh yeah, no, you like, can die the from it. The balls are very hard, and those yeah. things can really fling a ball. And if you're, and they did that on Jackass once, where they flung. They seems had, very dangerous. Yeah. High lie is very a very popular sport for Miami, uh, in the older population down That's there. That's funny. It's like an Indonesian thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it got. I don't. It, for some reason, it got very popular mm-hmm. in all of these like adult clubs in Miami and amongst the Cubans. I don't know. It's very cocaine and highlight going together very well. If that pairing, you want to see how fast I can fling a ball. I could see. Yeah, that could, that could work either way. It's a casino slash highlight place. And he, of course, my lovely gold star gay, he goes, is magic city casino. Is this what all the rappers are talking about? And I was like, no, they're talking about strip clubs, baby. They're talking about adult entertainment clubs. Uh, but we did end up making it to Cozumel, but we had fair warning. Now, I'm a, I'm a guy who goes through a lot of airports. I've been through quite a few customs, not as much as some of my uh, partners in wrestling, but I've been through customs a good bit. We were warned by everyone who went through customs that they were asked questions. The first question being, are you traveling alone? Number one, you never answer that one. You go, my friends are waiting outside or whatever. Like, you're never traveling alone in a foreign yeah. land. You're meeting people. 
uh, that are looking for you. It doesn't matter if they have a customs badge on. So that was the first question. The second question was, do you have any vapes? Now, apparently this is the story. The story (laughs) is that the president of Mexico now said one time, there's one time the president of Mexico said vapes are illegal. And the Cozumel Customs said, boy, do we have a new scheme for everybody. If you tell us you have vapes, we're going to charge you a ton of money. And so these girls were answering very inconspicuous questions. And they go, yeah, you have any vapes? And they're like, yeah, I have like three vapes or whatever. You know, I have vapes from a gas station. Okay, well, you owe us $600 or you're going to prison. Oh, God. Well, these girls end up paying a few bribes in the Cosmo Customs. And by the time we get there, of course, AJ's in full panic. Because this is like, the Cosmo Airport is like, hop off the stairs that have been here since Sinatra and walk on down. The Customs is kind of through this line. It'll be fine. We get through the main stamping, whatever, whatever. If you've never been through that, it can be alarming. It is alarming. You're right. Because they're very pointed. There's, There's a lot going on. I go through, and they say, as they're searching our bags, because we're Americans, they're searching our bags deeply, do you have any vapes? I say, no, I don't have any vapes. They finish searching our bags, we go outside. Peter, of course, I have three vapes, but where did I put them? I put them in my pocket. They're looking at my bags, they're not looking at me. They didn't even have one of those scanner things. The woman in front of me had the best answer, though. They said, ma'am, are there cigarettes in this bag? You know, they want to catch you smuggling. Mm Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, there's cigarettes in the bag. And they said, ma'am, how many packs of cigarettes do you have in this bag? She says, I have four packs of cigarettes in the bag. She says, how many people are traveling in your party, ma'am? She says, look at them, four of us, my family. Why do you think I have the cigarettes? And they were like, okay, ma'am, you have a good one. And they just let her stroll right through to the other <laughs> side. She's going, what do you what do you think I have the cigarettes for? And it was just such an incredible energy moment that they were like, good for you, ma'am. Have fun. We end up getting through. Our friend makes it through. We go to the resort. Now, this is being touted to me as the most expensive resort in all of Cozumel, Mexico. The Secrets Aura Adults Only Retreat. Okay? That's what it's called? It's called Secrets Aura Adult Only Retreat. Adult Only Retreat. It's definitely, as we arrive, it's a swingers club. Like, is it just like a giant pussy when you walk? Like, is that what the doors are when you walk in? Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, you walk in and then there's a foot pool. They're handing you champagne. No one's wearing clothes. I don't know. Were we here for a wedding? We went for a wedding to the Secrets Aura Cozumel adult-only swingers club. Uh, A lot of people came to the wedding. Either way, I had a very good time at this resort now. It's all-inclusive, which for their party, it is a lot of really cheap alcohol to the point where, like, these rowdy-ass motherfuckers... Okay, so this is... The wedding is for my... It's for AJ's friend from high school, but they used to sell cruise ship jewelry together. (laughs) And so it's all these people... It's all the people who work on the cruise ships coming together in Cozumel for the wedding because it's kind of an international. Okay. It's like when the pirates all have to meet at that spot. Did you ever see the third Pirates of the Caribbean where they're like, do we rescue Jack Sparrow? It's like a safe meeting ground for all of the cruise ship employees. (laughs) You had South Africans there, Irish people, UK, uh, North Africans, uh, Mexican people, American people all meeting together and enjoying this sort of track. Now, at the resort, it's very peaceful and quiet, but you can go down the beach to the other resorts, which are the sister resorts, and they're like the Myrtle Beach of the resorts there, where like 
People are yelling at you. There's $40 massages. You can get a henna tattoo. You can ride jet skis. So, of course, AJ and myself skipped out on one of the big excursions where you had to, like, ride a boat across a river. We just went and rented jet skis and pretended we were on Mission Impossible missions. So... We're just riding up and down the beaches of Cozumel, and he's going, we're on a mission. I wouldn't drive. And for the first time, I kind of felt uh, submissive because I'm riding on the back of this jet ski, and he is flooring it over waves, and I'm just ass-bumping on this jet ski, just full-on boom, 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 boom. He's going, are you okay? And I'm going, I'm fine. I'm trying to feel tough, but I'm on this jet ski, and he's going, it's a mission. And they send the guy out there with you because they want to make sure you don't steal their jet ski or whatever. And this dude, this... I mean, he's wearing a big sun shirt. This man was, you know, three or 400 pounds, and he's sitting on the jet ski just watching us fling up and down the coast and trying not to get hit by boats. And I'm here. I'm scared as I've ever been on the jet ski. And he's just, I mean, throttle. So maybe there's certain things in the Amazing Race we would win, but I was scared the whole time, and I just had to let him do it. My ass was sore the rest of the trip. I did have multiple people from our group as well as people who were not in our wedding group walk up to me and you know me sometimes i know how absurd i look sometimes i forget that i exist with a little bit of absurdity mm-hmm. so i'm walking around just like tropical shirt wide open booty shorts with my pecker pouch on big pink elton john sunglasses blonde hair flowing in the wind just feathering behind me and they're like, you're just gliding around this resort. Some people thought I had been hired by the resort just to like create an atmosphere of fuck around the resort. That's so funny. To like kind of go around to the hot tubs. Really, I was waiting for people to get out of you're the, the hot heater. tubs. I'm the heater that comes in and everybody's like, we finally have something to agree on, don't we, darling? And they, they hold hands for the first time and kiss on the lips. The food, though, the all-inclusive food, Secrets Aura, no shade, pretty scandalously bad. Uh, I ate mostly boiled octopus and pasta and they did a lot of like bastardized American foods. Like they had a Hawaiian pizza that was clearly like, it was just like pita bread with sauce and some ham chunks on it. So it was, it was beautiful, but you could also tell like there were a few corners being cut. You kind of had to ask the staff, like, what do we order on this? Like the calamari was fresh. Like fried calamari, you can only have, you know, so many meals of fried calamari before you're like, maybe I'll get a cheese steak. And it's like four sad pieces of meat on the crustiest ciabatta you've ever seen. And it's not even like pressed or with any peppers or anything, you know? it's It was a mixed bag for that. We also did really ritzy things in Mexico. I know it feels like we've been in Mexico a while, but what a what a time, what a vacation in Mexico. Uh, we rented three catamarans as a group and took a private tour of Mexico, Cozumel, the, the bay, and all the cruise ships. Just waving at cruise ships, hanging out with staff. They had catamaran staff. These people are a little ritzy. Uh, it's nice to get away and be a part of stuff that's a little ritzy, but then when you come back to wrestling, you can't be as much of a diva as you usually are. I was more of a diva this week, man. Mexico getting back was hilarious, just as funny. I like lost my paperwork. They're like, you got to pay us $25. I was like, the final great scam. We spent time in Cozumel, and I'll tell you this. I smoked brick weed for the first time in a long time. Uh-huh. Brother, I do, if it's only mids out there, I don't need to be smoking at all. This stuff, man, was, it smelled bad, it tasted bad, you, it didn't smoke well, it was a mess, and I could not, 
stopped smoking. It was all I had, and I loved it. And I just kept out of this fishbone bowl. I was smoking brickweed that I bought from the staff. Don't tell anybody at Secrets Aura that I, I'm not telling you who I bought the brickweed from at the hotel. But I was, <laughs> I felt comfortable purchasing it on the resort. I wish that was all inclusive too, though. I mean, they check everything when you get in and out of those rooms to make sure nobody comes in. But they really could have somebody testing to make sure only some like above mids weed gets into the secrets resort. Your staff could do a little better with the with with the weeds provided. Okay, either way, we end up getting out of Cozumel. It's a fucking miracle through Miami again. Customs in America is a nightmare, but also a hilariously much easier process than at least you know that they're like being paid by the hour and don't have to make their money back in vape schemes. Upon landing in Atlanta, though, we do the, the infamous wait for your luggage for an hour. So by the time I finally get home, back to our lovely animal dog, and I'm having to switch out all the laundry, I have uh, three hours before I have to leave again. And I was going to come try to record with you then. This would have been the first part of that episode. And we probably would have expanded more on Mexico and how I saw octopus and eels and went snorkeling and didn't get too sunburned because I pay attention. We helped someone find a gold necklace in the snorkel area that they had lost. There was a lot of excitement uh, to be had in Mexico. But as the shortened version ends, I'm going back to work. And I got to tell you, Peter... Having a vacation where we had to be at the ceremony and the catamaran and the excursion and go do this and that and find brickweed and it felt like you had to do something every second. We got a dinner reservation and I'm having to keep up with Matt Cardona every fucking day on Twitter. It is exhausting and it does not feel like I was rested even a little bit. Like I came back to like having no rest and going, if I, if I lay down for two hours, I'll be up in time for the Uber to throw my stuff in the bag and have everything I need. Because I got on a 6 a.m. flight to fucking uh, LAX direct. I land at 8 a.m. in the morning. And did I go right to bed? No. No, I did not go right to bed. I went out and I helped Brett do posters. I helped get tickets. I went out to breakfast. I had a lobster uh, lobster omelet with two of my lovely friends, including Ali Catch. I had Hawaiian bread French toast, which was fantastic. This pl- What is this place called? The Coffee Company? It's over by LAX. It's supposed to be real hot, real hip, but I think it's all bullshit. Uh, every restaurant around there is delicious. It has to be to stay open. Things just go through up and down trends. We went at an uptrend. What I'm saying is I had to wait in line. We had to do the whole show your vaccine card, but it was the food was delicious. By the time I finally like got to a room to lay down, I had two hours before, like once again... Here we go. Damn. We're back to it. We're heading to the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Luckily in LA, like when you when you get ready to go and you're going out and you're ready to hit the town, all of a sudden you've still got an hour and a half to sit in the car and vibe. And I sat <laughs> right. shout out. I rode to the show with Matt Justice and AJ Gray, my SGC brothers. We ride together a lot because we get along and we have a, a lot of similar activities that we like. But we also rode with Ninja Fuck Mac. What do you know about Ninja Fuck Mac? Absolutely nothing. All right. Well, Ninja Fuck Mac is incredible. Big TikTok star, super ninja, uh, can defy gravity. Ninja Mac is a guy who told me one time, he said, uh, I'm going to go flip this money double on craps. And I said, okay, Ninja Mac. And he walked up to the table and said, how do you play craps? And they taught him and he doubled the money and he walked away and cashed out. And I was like, I'll never doubt anything you say again, Ninja Mac. But he just says crazy stuff. Like he'll say wild things. Either way, Ninja Mac kept them rolled, kept me smoked. 
We rolled up to the Ukrainian, and I was stizzoned and ready for a fight. Allie Catch was there, and she was like, we got to beat up these Cardonas. Now, we're already at home field advantage because, number one, they're kind of like the princesses of the Indies. We're like, they need a bonus locker room. They need a private, you know, car. They need a separate changing area. They need all these things, which, unfortunately for them, Bussy needs none of them. Now, I sound like a bit of a diva, and I will sound more like a diva in a second because we're about to unleash the prince, I think. I think we found where we unleashed the prince. And I'm like really feeling my oats. We're ready for this thing. This show is going off without a hitch. Besides, the stream got messed up. And guys, listen, I talked to Brett about the stream. We do everything about the stream. Things happen with the stream. We are not a multi-billion dollar GCW company. We're doing everything we can. Hammerstein will be fine. They're set up and capable for this. We are running a Ukrainian cultural center. And we are live streaming from Los Angeles Californians with earthquakes and seismic activity and it could be a haunted place there's a lot going on okay either way we're ready for this match we're up pretty early on the deal we're squared up pretty early on the deal because this dickhole cardona has to catch a red eye flight back from lax because he's so busy with his impact dates and he has so much to do so he's already out of there he's mad he doesn't have a locker room he's mad that we're just out in the skies of los angeles you look up when you're changing you're just outdoors okay welcome to la it's cold in there it's hot in the building there's a lot of juxtaposition there between being a superstar and just being a dude on the side of the road in an alley changing and if you can handle that kind of uh change and gravitas good not everyone can bussy can Bussy conquered, and we were victorious. Now, we were going to get back to the astrological significance of all this. Number one, this happened on the eve of the 10-year anniversary of him winning his first belt in the WWF. All right? The man won the United States Championship 10 years to the day when the clock struck midnight. What time did we go on? About 8.45 into 9 p.m. East Coast, that goes into midnight. Right as the clock struck... He was kicked out of GCW. He lost. He quit. He left. He was destroyed by Bussy. Now, what else happens? Boom. It's a full moon, brother. Into the night of the full moon, right? As this is happening into the into the midnight hour, we're in the full moon stasis. Now, the weekend doesn't ever end with the first victory. Thank God it started with a victory. It doesn't usually. Bussy conquered. Bussy went our separate ways. We sold some pictures. We hung out with the fans and said hello and took pictures. Uh, but then we had to get ready to go to San Diego. And this is where it erupted because Matt Justice is always telling me to be a bad cop. All right? Because you're just you're the good cop all the time. And boy, that you texted me about this full moon and said that Prince may kind of show himself... I was such a diva piece of shit all day Saturday to the extremes. And it is very Prince because I wasn't, I had reasons for my demands and I was being very particular about things and I was asking for basics and asking for things to be done a certain way. And listen, Prince is a guy who would, I mean, he would find his band if they messed up even in practice. This is a guy who had to have everything exactly how it needed to be, but look how he's remembered now with such a power and such a staying ability and such an iconography to his name. And so I sort of had this realization of like, you need to be a little bit more of a piece of shit to get exactly what you want, or you can't be surprised when you don't get exactly what you want. And I felt this sort of wash of like, I'm not holding their stresses anymore. If they are stressed out about something I need or something I need done for me, 
or uh, something that needs to be handled for me, then you know what? They're going to have to go stress about it because it doesn't stress me out because these are the bare essentials. These are the bare essentials for having me come into your territory and having me come into your place and having me handle business for you and sell tickets for you. These are the things you're going to have to take on. And I think that's what the full moon was giving me because I was, Peter, a dick all day in the car, at every stop, just everything had to be done a certain way. Everything had to be held to a certain standard. I wouldn't get out of the car when we got to the venue. I had to have everything set up right. I wanted to be on early. I wouldn't do certain things, but I still was fighting in a strip club against dirty Ron McDonald. So it's like, there's sort of also the juxtaposition of like, look at you, you diva. Yeah. You just defeated Zack Ryder uh, on the live pay-per-view on its 10-year anniversary. Look at you. And then the next day you're jobbing out to a dirty McDonald's clown in a strip club, but still trying to hold your dignity up and hold yourself to a level of, I'm still effy no matter the circumstance. You know, even uh, even Method Man performed on Def Jam Vendetta in the dirty uh, arenas when they picked those on the fighting uh, tournaments. He even had to perform in the dirty underground places because he's a part of the game and I'm a part of the game too, but I'm sure he had hors d'oeuvres backstage. I'm certain of it. I am certain he had at least a snack tray to choose from and plenty of fresh water. I'll need a place to charge my phone as well. I was having the time of my life though. And I think by the end of the night, uh, I made the decision the previous night. And I think why I was so frustrated too is I knew what I was doing. I was a little mad at myself. Because after the show, when I should have gone and finally taken rest, because I had chosen not to rest for so many days, even during vacation, traveling home, getting there, doing this show, and I'm thinking about how many hours I've technically slept in that past five days, and even with that and knowing what I know, I still chose to go out with Matt Justice the night before after the show, and I end up not going to bed till 6 a.m. when we have to leave for San Diego in a couple hours. So really, this whole diva card of me was also... Uh, very frustrated, no sleep Effie, just living in this madness and finally making the decision after the strip club show to look that man in the eyes and go, you know what? I was mad at myself because I went out when I knew what would happen. I know you're a tank. I can't slow you down. I can't keep you from going out all night, but I can leave and go to the hotel. And that Saturday night, boy, I left and I went to that hotel in San Diego. I'm driving around going, oh, this is where all the Comic-Con people come. What a beautiful town. I'm going to bed. And I plugged into the Sheraton for the third time in a week. The Sheraton Four Points was the only hotel I stayed at. Besides Secrets or a Mexico Cozumel. I stayed there at the Miami airport. I stayed there in LA. I stayed there in San Diego. Shout out to the Sheraton Four Points. Your shampoo is beautiful. How's my hair look? Look at this. It looks glorious. Sheraton Four Points Hotel shampoo. It's fantastic. They've really done something there. I got in that Uber the next day and my ass was home by 1.30 on Sunday cuddled up, done with it, and doing laundry and doing dishes because you have to go back and you have to remember that even when you're Prince the day before, the next day you're still AJ's husband and you need to clean up after yourself. You're acting like a slob. (laughs) It's been a long two weeks, Peter. It's been a very long time. You know what today is though, right? And I'm assuming we're going to release this today anyway. Mm -hmm. It's Festivus. Oh, is it? It is. It's the 23rd of December. Lucifer knows. Lucifer's giving me a kiss right now. Fantastic. And as a part of Festivus, we have to do the airing of the grievances. And not to capture too much from you, but here's the grievances I'm going to air for 2022 that I hope we correct in professional wrestling. Number one, 
Just because you have been on TV and gotten a platform, are you trying to eat my candy? Does not mean you have utilized that platform to the best of your ability. And it does not mean that it translates to money that you're worth out here on the indies. Promoters, I'm grieving this. Stop overpaying for people who don't do any dents to your tickets. I've had the pleasure of speaking with too many promoters now who say, once we announce you, Effie, you sell tickets. Okay, cool. I'm never over asking. I'm never overreaching. But don't let other people bankrupt your promotion because you're a mark, because you saw them somewhere when they still don't get anybody to care about them. Is that a grievance? Here's the second grievance. Uh, Keep Matt Cardona away from me. I have defeated Matt Cardona. I am post Matt Cardona. I am post Chelsea Green. He made his girlfriend bleed again. They're going to get married. It doesn't matter. I don't need Matt Cardona in my life anymore. And I don't need any more of these hacky ass legends trying to come get clout rubs on me. I've got Mark Henry over here tweeting about how good of a kisser I am. I got Matt Cardona tweeting pictures of us kissing. Everybody wants their Effie clout rub now. And just let me tell you this. I'm focused on putting over the new stars. I'm I'm focused on putting new people in the spotlight. I'm focused on using the Effie's Big Gay Brunch to kind of keep uh, moving bookings forward for people who are just starting out in the business or who need that opportunity. And I am tired of working with old hacks who need a rub in the current scene. So please book me against new hot superstars and do not think that old clout will book anything extra. If you book Effie, I will sell tickets, whether you book me against old clout that you overpaid for anyway. That's how I feel about that. Peter, do you have any grievances? I have a lot of grievances, but... Might not be the place. Probably not the place for it. I get it. I get it. Uh, We have a couple of questions. Oh, man, this is incredible. I'm excited. Uh, Oh, we have an older question that's about why basically wondering why we don't have an RSS feed that's dedicated. I do not understand any of that stuff. I did People, a quick please. Google search and it wasn't, I think it's because we put it out through anchor that we may not necessarily. There have is one. an RSS feed, but um, are they asking for a more overhauling Effie RSS feed? I believe so. Of the everything RSS feed I for Effie. I not quite understand. I have been interested in this concept for a while and I would love the help for it. And uh, please reach out again and let me know what we should do and how we should do this because I believe these are going to some sort of RSS feed. So if we could start putting everything together with the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and the articles and the podcast, everything together would be fantastic. Uh, still talking with the MoMA about doing a longer term uh, you know, sit-in where we can take over a wing of the museum. All right, great question. Good idea. Uh, okay. I know I'm a few months late with this, but I have a question regarding a spot from a match during your match at the tournament of survival six, 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 you got multiple light tubes shoved and broken inside of your romper. I have a few questions about it. One, who was the one that came up with the idea? How long did it take to get all of the glass out of your back? Did you need stitches? Did you keep the romper? Okay, so first question, I sold the romper to someone lovely uh, who now is going to be putting it in a museum or something, I think. So my idea with the Tournament of Survival going in and knowing that it would be me and G-Raver, someone who is known sort of for his torture and for the kind of suffering presented rather than just the explosiveness. I mean, and he does explosive things in his death matches, but also there is just sort of a sense of pain and suffering that goes along with G-Raver. I wanted to sort of build the match uh, around growth in suffering and sort of having protection work against you. So I came up with the concept originally 
to wear the romper and have the white romper be indicative of the blood showing through whether you can see the cuts or not. So I have these uh, tubes being broken on my back where small bits of this blood are coming through and coming through. And you know that there are cuts underneath and you can kind of see that the blood is there. But when I finally stand up after all these tubes have been broken, you see all the glass break out from inside. So you know that those have been inside the whole time. And then you sort of see the blood seep through even more. And it builds up and up on this sense of, yeah, we can have all of this glass at once or as the pain grows and as the torture grows, each spot becomes progressively worse where in the end, this builds to my back being exposed completely. The romper pulled off of me, soaked from the inside out where by the time the salt and vinegar chips are crushed into my back and punched into my back and then sent on from the top rope into my back, you know that these cuts have been building for a while and you've been able to see them from when you could just kind of barely make them out when they were just peering through to when you realize the severity of it to now it causing even more pain later. I like building in layers like that. I put a lot of thought into my matches. If you're a person on the front row who says wild ass, gay, crazy blood match, cool. If you want the depth, I try to put it in there. So uh, thank you for letting me expand on that. And it's exciting to talk about that match because I think it's one of my highest rated matches like if you look at publicly rated matches, I think it's one of my higher rated matches. And I think it, I constantly, you have to prove yourself in the world of deathmatch. And I think I've done that in all the times I've stepped in there. But this was something where I wanted a little more layering. And I felt like, hey, whether they like it or not, or they get it or not, I know what I'm doing with this. And I think this encapsulates the spirit of deathmatch to me. I got real. I love it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, one more question. I love it. Uh, while on vacation in Mexico, you decided to post a photo acknowledging that you're fully aware of the jeweler Effie. Any good Effie fan knows that in wrestling, Effie is an acronym, but as trademarks and copyrights are a discussion point recently, please speak succinctly or me maybe even rant away on the subject pertaining to you. So Effie, the jewelry company, makes a lot more money than me. Uh, they, I mean, have sales in the hundreds of thousands, single sales in the hundreds of thousands. And they are luckily in a very different category than I am when you speak of trademark and copyright. So I can operate fully in the world of professional wrestling as Effie, as long as I'm not selling diamond jewelry on cruise ships like they are. Uh, direct jewelry sales is something that I used to be passionate about, but it's not something I care about anymore. And now if they decide to get into the wrestling world, Without consulting me, they would be in breach of my intellectual copyright in this world. So unless they want to sponsor me with a ton of jewels and put some Effie on Effie, they have to stay out of my world. I have to stay out of their world. I will not be doing any cruise ship jewelry selling stints at any point in the future. I don't want to go on cruises with boomers. Y'all can keep the Jericho cruise. Lame ass. Go out on that boat. Tell them we're going on the boat. Bring Fozzie. Is there any cruise that you would go on as far as those, like, um, not even wrestling. Like, we're just talking, like, what would you, Taylor, go on a cruise? It would have to be adults only, and it would have to be, like, an Arctic cruise. An like a Arctic Norwegian, cruise? Like a Norwegian, okay. Finland, okay. Russia, North Pole cruise. I want to see polar bears and narwhals and stuff, you know? But who's the who's the band? Oh, oh, it needs to or be, like, the a entertainer, <laughs> yeah. I would go on a Talking Heads cruise because a I talking think heads I think David Byrne that's perfect. David Byrne Norwegian Talking Heads tour cruise would be lit, and you're just like, well, what's the entertainment? And you're like, every night David Byrne just plays stuff, and it's not planned at all, and he just takes over parts of the boat. David Byrne's playing in the Teen Lounge. <laughs> 
Oh my God. What a life. I got to pee so bad, Peter. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Okay. Well, um, while Taylor is peeing, uh, I just launched a new website for the aliens. Uh, y'all can go to lowskydance.com and check it out. Uh, it's basically just, uh, it's basically a culmination of all the work that I've been doing on the project. And, um, I just had like this weird feeling that I didn't want the Instagram page to be the only thing like, I guess, like, the centralized location of the project. So, website is now up. I'm actually thinking about making a, an alien-specific zine. Uh, I saw someone, I believe it was, uh, I'm probably going to get the name wrong, but Brain Buster Photography put out some kind of a wrestling zine that I thought was really, really well done. Um, so, that definitely, definitely has me inspired to do something in that space. Talking about, I just put website out you, for the aliens. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I heard you talking about Brain Buster, too. Uh, he put out like a little wrestling zine. Is that the right person? So, Or is that someone else? I had this conversation uh, with someone who I won't name last weekend about how we are constantly, as wrestlers now... Uh, oh, this looks great. The website looks great. LowSkyDance.com. I'm sure he said it. Uh, yeah, you got to do this with some wrestlers. We got crazy faces. These are fantastic. Oh, yeah. The aliens need to visit. Uh, we're constantly being followed around by photographers multiples at a time. And I am appreciative of it. They were not as appreciative of it because they were like, it's just, it's in my face all the time is this. And I was like, yeah, but look, like we are constantly being beat up and we're doing these shows all the time. And like, I can go back to sort of any night this year and find pictures of me in those moments, performing, preparing, getting ready and I think about Brainbuster following me around all I had six matches in that Chicago building seven that week because I did Detroit the night before that Thursday before and he followed me around every single one of those shows and I'm going he's always here he's always here he's always around and then you look at the pictures now and you're like you captured every part of that weekend every emotion of that weekend every sort of like like a snarl builds over me over the course of those five days of yeah I'm here I am wrestling y'all gotta go through me I just did six matches in a week let's talk about it. You know, a lot of these cats are doing one a month and now having those pictures to go back, you're sort of reminded of that attitude and reminded of yourself. So I always want to have photographers around y'all are capturing stuff that I'm not even thinking about or ways I'm thinking that I'm not thinking or even being captured. And it's sick. It's awesome. That, uh, the black and white one of you leaping on a Cardona while he's like totem pulled on the alley. Oh yeah. Amazing. 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 I was flip-flopping all over that damn match. I was dying for everything. Y'all, uh, take it in, because I would have never in my life thought you we'd be right sell here. sell way harder than Cardona. I Everyone sells way harder than Cardona. The man can't lift his leg above his waist. But I am, I think, historically, people who know, know. But when I look back kind of on the run I'm having now and the matches I'm having now, people will know 100% like I can do anything. I'm like I can fit into any zone. I had someone who I have uh, never thought I would have a match with go and ask for a match with me recently. And it's just you keep being reminded of like wrestling is a magic thing when people realize what you're capable of. And as I keep letting little things out and letting people see a little more of my agility or a little more of my brain or a little more of the hardcore – they're they're finding that there's even more depth 
even more depth to Effie than they knew. Lucy is loving it. Merry Christmas, people. I think we're going to record one more before next week. Maybe maybe we're going to do a, a special year-end uh, magic episode where we talk about a lot of weird stuff. Like yeah. We might just get into weird subjects here and do a little last podcast version of <laughs> strange great. things we've been thinking about. <laughs> because wrestling is done until New Year's Eve. I hope after New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, you guys will see uh, that Effie is fine. Although reports reports may suggest otherwise that Effie is not fine after New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about anything. It's going to be fine. 2022 is going to be a freaking wild style mess. A wild style mess. And this is the only place where you can get the uncensored direct version. Even on Twitch, I got to like, you got to watch things a little bit, you know? But here it's like, this is, you had to seek this out. Right, Peter? Exactly. Exactly. You didn't have to seek this out. This just keeps showing up and talking to you. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsor this week, Rock and Roll Fables. R&R Fables on Twitter, rockandrollfables.com, or is it just rnrfables.com? Uh, it's rockandrollfables.com. You think after four weeks I could do R&R this. R&R Fables on Twitter. R&R Fables on Twitter. Like large breaks. Rockandrollfables.com. I love it. They've got all the coverage. Check it out. If there's stuff, if you're looking and going, I don't know what to watch, what to read, what to do, they're going to help you with that. If you've already read and watched and, and seen, then go learn a little more about it. Find out a little bit extra. I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand half the things I, I took in if I didn't have a little bit of someone saying, here's kind of what you should have looked for. You know what I mean? I I agree with that. If it what like I remember before Spotify, it was hours of digging through music blogs and like oh. bookmarks of tell me what is new and what is because there was no way to like really be exposed to it. The you remember the hype machine? Yes. Did you ever spend time on the hype machine and listening to songs and going, "Is this good or not?" Oh my god, all the time. <laughs> and you're going all I the time. I can't tell if this is good or if this is not good, but it's they gave it to me, so it must be okay, right? It wasn't always okay. You listen yeah. back now, you go, "What was I doing?" Weekend at Effie's people. What 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 in the world? <laughs>